but she found she could feel more control by taking on projects she had never done before. Hey, thanks for joining us. I'm Barry. And I'm Michelle. And we're so we're laughing, we're talking. We're always I wish you could be here like a fly on the wall <laughs> to see is how we warm up for our sessions. Unique New York. <laughs> you just kidding. Yes. And I uh, yeah, coffee is a must. Coffee's we a have to <laughs> make sure we're caffeinated and you're probably thinking already they're already too caffeinated right now. But <laughs> Well, they may not know too that we do meet at six like well. I get here about 6.10. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. But it is early. It's, it's early in the morning. And there are a lot of mornings, this one included, that I am so glad, Michelle, you gave me every extra minute of sleep <laughs> possible. Thank you for that. Hey, our episode today is featuring taking back control, and we have different perspectives. It's we so do. exciting, isn't it, that we don't just have the one view we have actually a couple views we do so and you're gonna hear it i am pro taking back control i'm a little <laughs> well we'll get there in some ways right. i'm pro in other ways i'm like mm, we should probably surrender some of that control well, we're trying so hard to I, get i have to agree with you not that i'm disagreeing <laughs> with myself but there is an aspect of yeah. that, too, that you're brought to light. I never even thought about that. Yeah. I mean, I just know just my own personal journey. Of, I, I think people who have been through trauma naturally have control issues a lot. I mean, I've learned that in therapy anyway. Um, and for me, that was one of the things I had to work on was let go of control on a lot of aspects. Some things we have to. Yeah, I, I have to agree. I, I just... My initial thought was that whenever we're dealing with trauma or loss or hurt and pain, the really the common denominator everybody shares is the feeling of loss of control. Mm-hmm. And But now that's not intentional loss of control. Right. That's unintentional. If you take a uh, take an effort to reduce the amount of control you have in your life you are actually intentionally giving up control which means you're controlling giving up giving control, up control. <laughs> boy we could go in circles oh, we... and just even hearing what you said about the feeling of losing control when i hear that word feeling being a believer i'm like well that's our feeling right it doesn't that's make a good it point. true that's a good point right so a lot of times we may feel like we're losing control when in actuality no nah, and sometimes it's good to just you know uh, throw your hands Cosby up. throws his yeah. hands up and yeah. says okay there you go yeah. and really it's not a bad strategy it's not a bad choice. but sometimes. that's intentional right so you are taking control of Letting, letting go of go. your control right it's it's a uh, it's an amazing it, it's almost a paradox i guess that's what it is but and we'll talk with you about your situation but i i loss of control really resonates with me as a stroke survivor mm-hmm. so two and a half years ago i had a stroke i walked into the hospital 
And they asked me, can I walk and climb on the bed? And I said, sure. And I just walked over and climbed on the bed. I laid there and then lost control. Mm. And, and I, that was the last time I could walk. I was put into a, a process then, a hospital. I don't know, how long were you in the hospital after your break? After I broke my neck, that's a really good question. I, you know, not as long as you would think. Five days? Oh, that's, that's a long time. Oh, long. is that a long time? I don't know. I think maybe seven days. You would think I'd have, I know the exact date it happened, but I don't know yeah. how long I was in the hospital. Uh, Five to seven days. I, I suppose with this surgery, they, can, they screwed those screws in with the plate for your broken right. neck. And then it's just a matter of healing up the skin around and getting used to it. Yeah, the well, process. my situation was, um, so I broke my neck on a trampoline accident, for those of you who don't know. So my C3, C4, I mean, I'm not even supposed to be walking today. That's a whole other talk show. I was an atheist the day I broke my neck. By the time I walked to the hospital, I was a believer. <laughs> Let's just <laughs> say that. That's a great story. But I have, um, yeah, so a titanium plate and then four screws, but in between my vertebrae, I have a cadaver bone because my uh, C3 was shattered. So I had to get a cadaver bone to play the role of that. So it was a matter of even my own skeletal, my spine fusing together with that cadaver bone. And it was kind of, it was a long process. And then, of course, PT and all that stuff. Now, my son listened to our initial podcast and his comment to me was, you you're not you're talking to people who are only in trouble having pain or having loss or some kind of a drama in their life what about us that aren't in trauma well i'm thinking to myself immediately well you know somebody that's going through it absolutely or odds are because we live in this dark broken world and it's a blessing that you're not struggling right now, but odds are, unfortunately, you probably will well, at sure. some point. He He's an adult son. I get it, but he's young. Right. And uh, youth can cover a lot of problems. Yes. Yeah. So taking back control. Um, I guess there's a few things that came to my mind was that anything you can do to give you some sample of control will help you psychologically. So regaining control can be a lot of different things to people, and it depends on your process. I was listening mm -hmm. to a stroke, a stroke podcast, of course, the other day, and uh, the guest was talking about how that she took on uh, projects that she used to do all the time and she would fail all the time because of her limitations and it was really bringing her down mm. but she found she could feel more control by taking on projects she had never done before mm. and so mm -hmm. that's a great introduction yeah. into us here the first thing is that you can Physical exercise, you can do that. Physical I am exercise. not the example of that. Michelle, physical trainer, uh, physical therapist, yeah, she's the expert I, in moving. And I will say that is truth. You have to, and this goes for really anybody. I think just part of taking control back in the world we live in um, as far as, yeah, just I don't want to say America, but, you know, this the foods that we eat, it, it's, it's important to exercise take care of your health. 
I mean, very few things we have control over. I mean, in a lot of ways, we don't have control over our health, but in a lot of ways, we do. So we have to do what we can do to help ourselves. Yeah, and if you get lost up and some move health and eat well, degree. yeah, absolutely, yeah, uh, hit the gym, watch the gym, what you eat. Watch what you eat. That's actually where the harder work is is in the kitchen. Well, well we've been raised in a certain diet, um, so our parents, <laughs> not to blame our parents. But we have been initiated into what we like mm-hmm. and how much we eat mm-hmm. based on our upraising. And that can influence our future decisions unless you take control yes. um, or, or release control to some other doctor's uh, orders telling you to eat different ways. Yes, I have strong opinions about that because I don't think enough doctors tell their patients to eat well. They would rather put you on a med. Well, we, we it's documented that doctors don't get a lot of nutrition training. About two weeks out of yeah, their, so, you know, 10, 12 um, years of schooling. Yeah, it doesn't help. There, uh, we have an acute uh, treatment uh, point of view in this country mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. everybody knows how to set a bone. But mm-hmm. nobody knows how to prevent the person from breaking a bone. That's exactly right. Like where we need to focus on the preventative. And that really is where the food and exercise, like do what you can do to help yourself. And especially if, let's say, cancer runs in your family or any really any illness or disease, you're going to be more susceptible. But what we put into our bodies either feeds disease or fights disease. Yeah. There's no way around that. So what, you know, I'm, I'm actually talking to the listener. What comes to your mind when I say, physical exercise you picture yourself going to a gym you picture yourself not familiar with the equipment you're picturing yourself being maybe even laughed or heckled at because other people that are there you have this image it's a negative image that keeps you out of there I agree. And I do. And I do think the enemy will jump on that. I mean, and I will say this for the listeners, you know, exercise does not have to be one size fits all. It should look different for everybody. I just tell people to get up and move. You don't have to join the gym, but get up and move. Right. Just lift some, lift some weights. We do need resistance for just bone density, just overall health resistance training, but you don't have to join a gym. In fact, give me a call and I will help you. (laughs) <laughs> well, and I've heard people say something as simple as can of peas doing a Absolute, bicep yes. curls with yes. cans of peas. Just go into your cabinet right now while you're listening yes, to this and podcast. and start doing some bicep and curls and shoulder start presses. Doing it and, and then tell us that you did it. Do planks, do some squats. Yeah, do, we can be you know, your account, can body accountability stuff. people. Tell us about it. But you can do squats on your own. You can do things. Now, there are going to be some that are going to have physical limitations. But does that mean that you're always going to be limited? You don't know because you could develop and get better. And even if you are limited in one way... It doesn't mean you're limited in all ways. So, for example, breaking my neck, obviously, I have limitations now. Okay. I just had to find a different path that worked for me. There's always different avenues that you can take to gain that that control. Um, just don't sit down and give up. Don't sit down and give up. Let's figure out a different avenue. And if you don't know, let us know, and we will help you figure that out. Yeah, and this is not about running, getting ready for training for the marathon in New York. It's just talking about mentally clearing your mind. And certainly when you're exercising, 
you're thinking in different ways. I mean, exercise, for those of you who don't know, when you exercise, it literally, uh, your body will produce chemicals, serotonin and endorphins, which are considered the happy chemicals. That's what scientists call those, the happy chemicals. So you want to move just even for your mental health, not even just physical, but you want to get up and just move. I promise you, your tomorrow self will thank your today self if you can just stay consistent with that. Uh, Do it for a week and see how you feel. You will feel different. You will feel different. Well, and uh, the next thing we're talking about taking back control is that you can do is set a goal for the future. See, one Mm -hmm. of the things that gets lost quite often is that all you can see is that thing you've been told. It blocks out the sun. The sun, as big as it is, it can be blocked out by a thumb held at arm's length. You can block out the sun. And that's like a diagnosis. That's like being told you've just lost your job, like yeah. you've just lost your family member. You, uh, that can block out the sun from your life. Mm-hmm. And if you, But if you have a goal, if you take an intentional effort on your part to set a goal, that will raise your spirit. And give an example well, for the listeners who are like, well, what do you mean by that? Well, when we were talking before we started this this morning, we were talking about how that uh, you can set long-range goals and short-range goals. I I set a goal, and I don't want to talk about just about myself, but I set a goal to go and see my sister in New York. Mm-hmm. I live in the Chicago area, so and I cho- chose to take a train and so that necessitated me to go by myself walk to the train station i used a cane Mm. get on a train deal with the questions make sure the schedule is good get to chicago walk two blocks to the other train station get on another train at the right time so you see how that just incorporates the brain and thinking and do you think i thought about anything else i had no time i I was too involved i think setting us i think setting that long-term goal is exactly um regardless what that goal is and write it down there's definitely studies that show when you write it down right so like you think the thought and then you write it down and now it's a plan and now we just have to put that into action. I like that. You can change your goal to a plan by writing, by writing it, down. it down. Boy, that's great. And then just to use a little silly analogy, you know, I, I just use myself like, okay, I want to finish this book. So we have this book. I want to finish it by February 28th. How am I going to do that? Well, then I set myself small goals. I'm going to read a chapter every three days. I'll read a chapter and then it's small. I. I'm just not the best reader. I used to read a lot. Um, But just to reach that goal of finishing this book in six weeks, I'm going to read a chapter every three days. Right. And it's your goal. And it's my personal goal. If it takes you eight weeks, that's okay. And that's okay. It took you eight weeks, but you did it. Right. That's the point. Yes. A goal is supposed to motivate. It rewards us. And by the reward... It builds our self-esteem. It sure does. It really does. It really does. So the never underscore, and if you ever went to a, a physical trainer, a uh, physical therapist, an occupational therapist, first thing they do out of the gate, what's your goal? Yeah. They bring in the first meeting. So take advantage, even if you don't uh, have a physical 
trainer or physical therapist or occupational therapist. You can do this on your own. Write down those goals. I love that idea, changing a goal to a plan. That's great. So that takes us a good segue into our next uh, suggestion about taking back control, and that is to write down your feelings. Now, we got a whole episode dealing with journaling later, but writing down your feelings, how impactful do you think that would be? When I just think of, and I think it's our next episode, right, of journaling, when I think of journaling for, for me personally is incredibly therapeutic just to get it down on paper. It, it becomes more real, doesn't it? it? Yes, and it can be quite healing when you're able to get it off of your chest, so to speak, and write it down. And, you know, it's almost like, say, a little girl diary. You know, uh, that's just, right. A diary is the first thing that came to my mind. Right? Yeah, right? it's therapeutic. Mm-hmm. I know journaling is a, is a pop word for this time in mm-hmm. our culture, but it's just back to the basics of writing a diary. Yeah. And, and it's yours. That's what I love about journaling. We'll talk about it more in a future episode because we are actually doing this in a two-parter. We're doing Taking Back Control in one more episode, and then we'll talk about journaling specifically. But write it down. Write down your feelings, uh, and you own it. That's the beautiful thing. You can write as little or as much. And sometimes we start thinking, I got to write so much. I don't. No, you don't. You could write a number for the day. Today is three. And just and close the book and move on. And then pay attention. I just want to encourage you all just to pay attention to what you are writing down in your in your feelings. And I don't know what this keeps coming to mind. If, if you're noticing that it's all just very negative and sad, which is okay. But just be aware of that and try to turn that around. Yeah, that's... Uh, like you, I'm you stuck in this negative... Trend, right. Right, in there. Yeah. Yeah, when we talk that about That in itself could be a... About, oops, sorry, go ahead. No, it's okay. Talk about moving back and taking a look at what your previous right. entries were. And I think that in itself can be therapeutic when you're when you see a theme of that, like, wow, I'm really stuck in this negative. Well, now you know what we need to work on. And that can help you take control back. Yeah, that's uh, well, that's what makes it therapeutic mm-hmm. is that you're actually making a plan to look back at what you've already written. And then you can, yeah, you see how much you've grown and changed. And it's amazing. Yeah, if you have confidence that, builder. Right? And in fact, you might go from the, the one letter of three for my day to two pages. Pa- yeah, right. Because you don't know where to stop. Uh, uh, we've got just a limited time, but uh, research the issue is another way. And we did have an episode earlier, you can go back and look at it, called Study Up. And it's a matter of becoming familiar, really familiar with... Uh, I was at my doctor, and uh, they went to move the uh, blood pressure cuff, typical routine thing, Right. But they went to my affected arm after the stroke. Well, that's not the arm to do a blood Mm-mm. pressure. It would be mm-hmm. a lower amount. Of, it right. wouldn't right. be accurate. Right. But they didn't think about that. And I, I had to say something, right. which I did, became my own advocate. But that was because I had studied that it said, don't do that. Yeah. 
So studying can, can help you regain control over what's happening in your world. Yeah, and I think it's just just advocating for yourself in, in and of itself. Studying is advocating for yourself. Like I want to learn, like whatever it is you're, whatever it is you're going through, learn about that. Yeah. Learn. Well, you can't advocate if you don't know. Right. It's <laughs> exactly you come right. Back from the doctor and you think, Oh, I should have asked. Well, write them down, write the questions yeah. in advance of your appointment. And, and the questions will come from you learning more about Whatever is going and on. And maybe from your journal or diary yep. that you wrote it down, uh, how you're feeling that day, what your challenges were, where you'd like to go, how you might adjust your your plans and your goals, and how you look at that. That's part of it. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. We're wrapping it up, but we are going to do a part two part here two. and continue this conversation because we have some really important things to share with you. And uh, I just want to remind you, though, that these uh, 10 coping skills that we're providing on the air are not only available, all 10 in my latest book, Broken But Not Defeated, available through the website. And our website is Talk About Hope. Talks About Hope. Talks, plural, about hope, all one word, dot com. And you can join there. You can join the conversation yourself. You can tell us your wins, your losses. Tell us. And if you have a question, tell us. But uh, we welcome you to do that. Thanks again for joining us. We'll be back.